The Let's Grow Pulling podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor FM is brought to you by the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. You can find them on the web at outlawpulling.com as well as Facebook as Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Dusty Price. Yes, sir. Dusty, how can you hear me, sir? Yeah, I got you. Well, welcome to Let's Grow Pulling. I I admire what you do for for pulling, what you do for your sponsors, and what you do uh, just as a person. You seem like a good dude. But my re- my first question for you is, Dusty, is that your real name or is that your stage name? I gotta find out. <laughs> oh no, 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 that that's my real name. That's that's all I've ever been called. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So, um, for everybody that doesn't know who you are. Let's start. Let's start. Who who is Dusty Price? Where are you from? And then we're just going to go right into the pulling thing, okay? Yeah. Well, um, whatever. I uh, I just farm with my dad. We raise some hogs, and then uh, we we got a uh, we got some grain. We do a little bit of trucking, and then uh, whatever. To say when we're not busy doing all that, which is never. I also have a small little uh, marketing advertising firm, and. Uh, we got some in the office that worked for me, and uh, yeah, we're we're pretty busy. Uh, I grew up here in a small little hometown of uh, uh, Wolf Lake, Indiana, uh, okay. north, northeastern Indiana, just uh, kind of kind of between uh, Fort Wayne, uh, Arcola, and Goshen. Uh, a lot of guys know those are in, yep. in pulling world, so that's where I'm at. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so how did 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 you were you in racing like circle track racing or carts before you got into pulling like where did you get your passion for pulling and how did you get your start well actually uh um my dad he started uh, uh single engine uh economy tractor pulling uh kind of with the Gardy brothers back in the 80s um like 1980 81 they kind of all got started running around together and then uh those guys you know they kind of they kind of um kind of ruled root region two i guess with like a uh, twin engine and three engine mod back in the late 80s early 90s and then they quit and uh the farm started growing i mean we we had a lot of stuff going on here and uh i was born in 87 kind of in the middle of all that so i was too young to remember much but uh no dad he uh he kind of got away from racing uh he kind of had me um, just being kind of a, a an outdoorsman, a sportsman, he, he knew that if I got involved in racing, that that uh, he was going to have to uh, foot the bill, you know, until I was old enough to have a job. So he actually kept me out of racing till I was uh, till I was in high school. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, Dad, I said I really want to, you know, get get into tractor pulling something. Well, he didn't want me to get into it, so he actually built me a garden tractor, and uh, we, uh, I guess you call it like a there's a 48 cubic inch, but like the 50 cube garden tractors um, that yeah. they have now. Yeah, we pulled those for a little while and then uh, got to where I was building, you know, my own tractors, my own motors. We actually went and put a, uh, a supercharger on one and we had a lot of fun with that. But uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of where I got my start. I guess I got it from from my dad. So the current piece you have is I know it's sponsored by Phil Wright, but it's called Bacon Bits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a uh, that's a, uh, you know. The pigs, they, they, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be tractor pulling without the hogs, so I kind of had to do something to, uh, to recognize them. So yeah, it is called bacon bits. Yes. 
I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So let's start. When did we get, when did we build our current mini rod? I mean, I know you have your chassis for sale right now, but yeah. when did we, and then like, I want you to get into, everybody loves the look of your mini rod yeah. with the cover or the hood on it. I don't know what else to call it, yeah. but it makes it really, really unique. What gave you the idea for that? And when did you jump into what I'm going to say, like grand national or, or champions tour mini rod or open mini rod pulling. Yeah. Well, I guess I kind of, I kind of led you astray there. As soon as I got done with, uh, with the garden tractor pulling stuff, uh, we kind of had a state level to say mini rod of sorts for a little bit. And then I went to college and one of my engineering professors, he actually grew up with Forrest Lucas. So, um, you know, he kind of asked me, but you know, what do you want to do when you graduate school? And I said, I want to farm and I want to go tractor pulling. Well, then he's nice. He, so then he slid me, you know, some names and numbers, some people. Oil. So all the way through college, I actually I worked for PPL um, under mirrors. OK. And, and then mirrors actually put me under his wing to uh, um, be a tech official with Monster Jam. Awesome. So, so, so a lot of things kind of happened and everything. And then I was even on a uh, uh, top fuel team with uh, Terry McMillan for a while, um, you know, kind of learning the ins and outs of a nitro motor. Um, just because they were so close to a tractor pulling motor, which is where I wanted to go. You know, I always knew, you know, eventually I'll have my own pulling tractor. Well, I kept telling my dad, I said, you know, I want to, I want to have a mini rod. And he said, no, you know, no, it's just a money pit. You don't want to do that. Well, my next door neighbor, um, he actually had a, uh, um, a, a wing sprint car team. So for about five years, we actually went sprint car racing and then, uh, it was, what was it, the summer of 2014, 2015. Um, I lost a couple friends um, at the dirt track, and I sold everything. We didn't even finish out the season. And then that's when we really got serious about tractor pulling, only because, you know, yes, it's a lot of money, but it's it's one of the safest motorsports there is, I'll say, um, you know, even as compared to drive racing. So uh, me and Craig Sage, we actually started putting our head together about, you know, how we could run a mini and, you know, using SCS parts, you know, like to say like experimental parts, because I had SCS gears in all the sprint cars. Sure. So, so I got to know Craig pretty well. And uh, it just kind of snowballed to where it was the uh, the summer of 2016. Um, this tractor here was actually uh, Mike Ricker's um, Joker's Wild tractor. And uh, he got it. I think it was a, it was called the Fat Assassin. Um, and uh, oh, gosh dang it. Lee, um, a fella from up there to Coldwater, Michigan, he had it for a bit. Of course, he was, uh, you know, the Mr. Thundermaker mini rod. Yeah. Yeah, yep, so, yep, yep. yeah. So, so I bounced some ideas off him a little bit. Swift, Lee Swift. Yeah, Lee Swift, yeah. And then uh, I got to talking with uh, the Hathaway boys. I stopped out of their place a couple times, and I don't know, it just, it just felt so right, mainly because once I sat inside a, a uh, one of their mini rods, I was like, you know, this feels just like a sprint car. So I took a one winter. I actually worked for uh, uh, Dan Bowers with uh, with Advanced Chassis. Um, kind of got to learn how the mini rods really work. You know how to work on them, how to how to build them, how to build them better, and uh, you know kind of on the uh, tech fab side of it. And it just all kind of came together. As I say, it was it was about four or five years ago to where I bought this tractor, and uh, we knew that we couldn't go Grand National pulling, but at the same time, it's like you know you can't just. Uh, you can't just sit back and take it easy. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna run, you know, a, a mini rod with a fourteen seventy one, you might as well go run with the big boys. Wow. So yeah, our podcast has just got a lot longer. You, you mentioned top fuel team. 
monster jam. <laughs> That's amazing. What, what a, what a, you're like in your thirties. There's no, how did how have you done all of this in your young life? This is awesome. Well, I've done a lot, but I never did any of it for very long. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, Got it. So but, let's talk about monster jam real quick. Yeah. What is that like? I mean, are you on the road all the time or? Uh, well, I mean, it was really cool. Uh, me and, uh, uh, Ralph Moeller, you know, with the, uh, um, uh, oh, what is it to the extreme or whatever, four wheel drive truck out of, out of, yes. uh, out of Maryland. Yeah. Him and I, yeah, we actually, uh, teamed up for a while, spent some time on the road with him and, uh, he knew the tractor pulling stuff. I knew the tractor pulling stuff, but neither of us really knew much about monster trucks. So that was, that was pretty wild. But you know, the, I mean, the neatest thing is, you know, getting to meet like Dennis Anderson, you know, like. You know, you start watching these guys on TV, and it's like pretty soon, you know, you're you're going, uh, you know, to the hotel lobby, you know, taverns with them and stuff like that, and swapping stories, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of traveling. I mean, it actually paid pretty good, but it's hard to do all that and farm, you know, and do trucking and and do a whole lot of things. So eventually, something had to give. I had to actually make a living, you know. So I had to move back home, and then that's when the tractor pulling thing kind of stuck. Got it. Um, tell about your time on the top fuel team. I have some top fuel connections too, but they're a lot older than yours. So my uncle Paul was on, uh, shoot, the speed of light, Michael Brotherton. Okay. This would have been, I'm 45. So this would have been 30 years ago. And they were going like 280, 285 in the quarter mile. Yeah. And now what are they doing in the eight, 330, 340? Oh, I don't even oh, know. Oh yeah. Well, well, the neatest thing about that whole top fuel thing is Terry McMillan, he only lives about 35, 40 miles from my house. So, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but I'd worked on his cars for about three months before, uh, before I'd ever even heard, I'd, well, growing up, we never went to a, to a drag race ever. Um, okay. the very first drag race I went to, we went down, uh, with McMillan's team. We went down to West Palm beach, Florida for, for winter testing. And again, I'd never heard a nitro motor in my life, you know, watch them on TV. Um, you know, it's never the same, but, uh, yeah. Cruz Pedregon and John Force, they were in the spots next to us. And I just walked over there and I'm like, man, your guys' motor's running really, really rough, you know? And they said, no, no, like, like that's normal. It's on nitro. I'm like, I get that. But it's like, you know, it's trying to shake itself out of that funny car chassis, you know? And uh, so, so John Force, he actually took me in his trailer and like, you know, I knew who he was, but I wasn't starstruck because I didn't know who he was. Uh, right. It, it'd be like somebody, you know, walking up to, you know, Ken Vini and not know who Ken Vini is. Yep. So, so, so it's a, it, it was a pretty cool experience. I mean, uh, you know, getting to meet all those guys and, and, uh, and having fun with that. It, it, it was really cool. But the thing is, you know, I was a cylinder head guy and, you know, rebuilding all the cylinder heads was my primary job. But, um, yeah, getting to work on a car all day long and then watch it explode two and a half seconds into a run yeah. and then do it again. That, that wore on me. I'm not going to lie. That, that part sucked. No, it would totally suck. Yeah, so if you ever if you ever see the spirit of Tulsa, it's one of the nostalgia dragsters, top okay. fuel cars. Yeah. That's my Uncle Paul. He oh. lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. And um, he's he's an electrician, and he's been drag racing his whole life. And so I got to meet John Force and, you know, yeah. Don Perdome and Gene Snow and all those back in the – and I was 14 years old, and yeah. I was starstruck. You know, it was okay. pretty cool. Kenny Bernstein and, you know, after they shut the pits down and stuff for the, the public – I was able to go back there and John Force handed me, I bet, 10 pounds of Jolly Ranchers. It was yeah. the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, so. oh, that had to be cool. That's where I wish I would have grown yeah. up around that stuff because I'd appreciated it more. But 
the thing is now, I mean, yeah, I, you know, you know just, just like you say, I mean, yeah, you get to know all those guys, especially, you know, now on a personal level, you know, you can call any of them guys up. It, it makes it really, really cool that it all kind of came full circle, I guess. Well, it's still kind of, I mean, honestly, the first time I met Esden Lane, it was the same way for me. Yeah. I was starstruck. I mean, that's who, and, and I've partied with Esden Lane till five in the morning now. You know? right. It's oh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> cool, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, you should have put your you should put your name in the hat for some of John Force's daughters. I don't know if you're married or in love or not. Oh, Dusty, yeah. but no, no. that turned out okay. Well, yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's where yeah, yeah. I got to meet Courtney and Ashley, and actually, uh, Ashley, when I first met her, that would have been the first year that she uh, that she went uh, top fuel racing. Uh, wow. Yeah, when I met her and like yeah, you know, we was talking, you know, about her car and everything, and. And yeah, she was all new to it. And I'm like, oh, you know, hell, I'm all new to this too. So it was really cool. Yeah, to sit down with to sit down with all them guys and well, all them girls that you know and kind of kind of learn with them. Um even to this day, I mean it's it's pretty cool how all that kind of came together. No, neat, neat, neat. So um tell me how Phil Wright came into your life and you do an amazing job for them. I mean, I I follow you on Instagram and Facebook. I see more of your Instagram posts because I know how Facebook works, you know, with all the algorithms and stuff. You don't see everybody's posts. Right. But I sure see, I sure see your stuff a lot on Instagram. Yeah. Tell me about that relationship with Phil Wright and how that came about and kind of what the future is. I mean, are they going to build you a four engine mod? You always joke about that. <laughs> yeah. well, well, the thing with Phil Wright is, and the only reason that it really, really works is that their um, world headquarters is only 25 miles from my house. So, you know, if anytime we need to go down there and shoot a TV commercial or just, you know, be in a quick, whether it be a marketing meeting or even a product meeting, I just hurry up, go down there, you know, have lunch with the guys and, and the girls. They got a lot of girls on the sales team that are pretty sharp. Um, it took five years to make that deal happen. I wanted to actually have them on my sprint cars and it just it just wasn't a good fit for them at the time as a company. And then they got some changes in upper management. And, uh, you know, it just took, it just took, it, it honestly just took five years to make that work. And uh, once we unveiled them, you know, kind of with the tractor, as far as kind of doing a rendering, I mean, they were literally hooked. They just, they just could not get over it um, just because it was cool. But the biggest thing is with Phil Wright, their, uh, you know, their, their target uh, customer base is farming, trucking, and construction. Well, you can tractor pull, it's farmers, it's truckers, and it's heavy equipment construction operators. So, so, yeah, so that takes in, you know, the oil industry, mining, you know, you name it, uh, that deal, it just, it just couldn't get any better. I'm very, very blessed, very, very fortunate. And, uh, you know, even throughout the whole COVID thing and everything else, uh, our team, we're pretty blessed that uh, all of our sponsors are coming back. No, and you do a heck of, I mean, you know, yeah, you are blessed to have them, but you also... I know they're blessed to have you too, because I watch both sides of it and you do an amazing job for them. And it's hard to put a price tag on motorsports sponsorship for them. Like what's my ROI or or return on investment, but just from a brand, from a brand marketing, hell, I'd never heard of Phil right in my life until I met you. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's, what's really neat about it. And it's funny that you said the construction angle. So I had reached out to you earlier this year, you know, I lost my egg sponsor uh, back in February and we talked a little bit briefly, and then I got invited down to um, one of my good friends, Robert Peters, owns Mach 1 Site Development down in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And he had me set up with meetings with Komatsu and Hyundai construction equipment. I went to Vegas, 
everything was going good. And then literally they shut Vegas down when I was out there for COVID. And, and then, you know, Komatsu and Honda are like, we're interested, but we're just going to see how this, what this thing does. Well, now it's December and, you know, we're nine months into this thing. And obviously, you know, I'm maintaining those contacts, but um, I guess the, the point I want to make is if anybody's listening to the podcast, not anybody, when you do listen to the podcast and you it took Dusty five, five years to nail Phil right. You know, um, you got to work at it and then you got to show people the value you can provide. That would be the advice I could give. Cause I get questions every day on Facebook. Dusty, like, yeah. How do I get a sponsor? Or will you sponsor me? And I'm like, no, I have a hard enough time paying for my own stuff. I <laughs> yeah. don't need to yeah. well, sponsor anybody else. Well, so. well, and you know, and uh, we were actually in Phoenix, Arizona doing a display uh, with Phil Wright, you know, when the whole, whole COVID thing got shut down too. And yeah, I'll be honest with you. We had 20 companies um, that were interested. I mean, they were literally ready to sign a check. Um, I mean, well, the idea was we were going to leave or we were going to potentially run uh, 2020 and we were going to go into 2021 with two mini rods. That that, nice. that that really was the the objective. And it wasn't even a dream anymore. It, it was actually going to happen. And uh, yeah, as soon as COVID hit, everybody just, you know, it didn't matter, you know, what company was interested, you know, whether it be, you know, Jack links or, you know, just, it didn't matter. Everybody's face that worked for the companies, even, you know, we, we were all pale. Nobody knew what was going to happen. So, yeah. so we, uh, everybody, yeah, everybody just kind of throttled back. Everybody, you know, just kind of eased up and said, yeah, you know, let's let this thing shake out, you know, before, before you get too carried away. Plus, you know, j- just as well as, you know, we didn't know what our pulling season was going to look like either. Right. You know, and and to be honest with you, we still don't know what 2021 is going to look like. But no, it's still everybody's still pretty tentative out there from a sponsorship standpoint. You know, I mean, it's it's a little looser. Well, I shouldn't even say looser, but it's still we just we're in a really in an unknown. We're in this is uncharted territory. Well, you know, until we get this vaccine out there and they decide to let crowds gather again, it's um it's going to be kind of goofy. That's all I well, can say. And it really is, and that's where you know I I to say I'm blessed. You know, Phil Wright. Lucas Oil, SCS, you know, even E3 spark plugs, we got them this year. And, you know, they've been, you know, they've blessed us, you know, beyond anything I ever could imagine. But yeah, we're looking at, you know, yeah, what is 21? What is 21 going to be different than 20? Are we just going to go back to, you know, yeah, different racetracks? Are we actually going to go, you know, to county fairs? We're, we're not sure. So yeah, as far as the marketing, as far as the, you know, uh, the sponsorship side, Right now, everybody's saying, yes, it's a go. And, you know, plus we're building a new tractor for, for next year, too. So it's like, well, you know, like the only way I go pulling and, you know, your, your listeners can, can, uh, can judge me any way they want. But the only way I go pulling is if I have sponsorship. Uh, before yep. I even had this tractor bought, before I had anything, Lucas had already um, jumped on and said, hey, you know, like, we'll support you, whatever, however you want to do this. And uh, so, yeah, I, if we don't have the if we don't have the sponsorship funding, I won't spend my own money to do this. I mean, I love tractor pulling to death, but it's a uh, it's it's not worth going broke, I guess, is a better way to put it. No. And that's and I'm glad you're saying that, because I know I know there's a lot of people are going to listen to this and they're going to agree with you deep down inside. And I I have a really good job. It's been a good for you. It's been a good year for me in mortgages. Yeah. Dusty. But my wife um, likes that I like tractor pulling, but she hates how much money it costs. Yeah. And I don't go pulling without sponsorship either. Yeah. 
and uh, it's just that's this. She says you are not going to spend my retirement on your student. <laughs> well, exactly. So well, and that's where you know, well, even you know, you and I growing up. Well, you're you're a little bit older than me. I'm only thirty three, but you know, there is so many pullers. You know, back in the eighties, the seventies. You know, you want to talk about you know a three engine mod back in the eighties. The whole tractor only cost a hundred grand. Well, around here, there was a lot of dairy farmers that lost their farms chasing horsepower. And, uh, yep. you know, my, my dad, my dad, he doesn't spend a single dime on anything I do. You know, it all comes out of my pocket. And uh, that's why I still got a pickup truck and, a, you know, a 24 foot, you know, enclosed cargo trailer. I don't have a big toter. You know, I don't have anything because, you know, every dime, every dime I spend on this tractor, every minute I spend on it. I'm actually not out making a living. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, contrary to popular belief, right? <laughs> yeah. you're not getting rich off no, of this. No, 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 yeah. So, so, and and that's where you know we uh, we try to stay, you know, kind kind of to say regional with our schedule. Uh, you know, th- this past summer was a little different, and uh, maybe we'll actually get to chase, you know, the the PPL uh, Champions Tour points sometime. But I don't know. We'll see. It all, as I say, it all depends on our budgets. Well, and, and I thank you for being honest with that, because I, I guarantee we have a lot of listeners to the podcast now, and I'm glad that you came on because you're a big name and you're going to, you know, a lot of people are going to listen to this. And I think just, I love the honesty. I love this podcast set up yeah. like this, Dusty, because you can just talk to people and because polling hasn't done it, you know, hasn't done the job with the TV. And I know it's expensive to have a TV. There's mm-hmm. a reason that Forrest Lucas went and bought his own TV station. I've talked to the I've talked to the outlaws in the past and I know how much it costs to, you know, put that stuff on masters. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to get pulling on TV. And that's a, that's a big nut to crack. That's a big nut to crack. So this is a nice segue into your marketing company. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that and what you guys are doing and uh, just kind of talk about that? Yeah. Well, um, um, everybody kind of giggles, you know, uh, PMS marketing, you know, like what is it? Well, the PMS, it actually started um, when I had the sprint cars. And with our sprint cars, we were the same way. We had to have, you know, 100% fully funded through sponsorship. Otherwise, we didn't go racing. And uh, we, we had enough sponsorship to do that. But my, my, my racing company was Price Motorsports. And as, as I just kept writing it down, you know, well, certain people would say, hey, you know, PMS, Price Motorsports. I never thought anything of it. Well, then, right. well, then we actually released a T-shirt with PMS on it, and, you know, we sold out of those. And I'm like, well, you know, we, we might have something here. Well, yep. then we had uh, um, a couple of heating and air places, uh, kind of local places that uh, said, well, you know, you're doing the marketing with, with with the Sprint cars, and, you know, you're doing your social media. Why don't you do help us do, you know, our social media, you know, on the business side? So we did, and uh, my, my, uh, my tax guy and my attorneys were like, well, you know, if you're going to have the racing, you better have the marketing under its own under its own business entity. So now we have PMS Racing, which is the tractor pulling, and then we have PMS Marketing, which is the marketing. And uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, we are full fledged. We'll do billboards, websites, social media. You know, we'll do flyers. Um, we've got all that stuff uh, kind of lined up, and uh, we've actually. Uh, um uh, well what was it? it is about four or five years we were i was actually um an investor in a local um uh, printing and a- advertising company and um so we have you know we have the ability you know to print newspapers if you want but uh so yeah yeah we uh we do just about anything and i have to say it's enough to keep uh keep the girls busy when i'm out working when i'm out pulling 
and uh, the girls uh, now, you know, everybody's working from home with COVID. But, yep. Uh, um, they were working from home anyway, so so they didn't change. Nothing changed with them. But it's uh, yeah, yeah, the marketing thing. It's exactly what it is. It is just advertising and, and marketing, and we try to uh, keep the tractor um, kind of separate from that. But there is a lot of crossover as far as you know how we do things. Yep. No, I like it. That's cool. That's good to know. So if I was a puller or if I was a pulling association, what could you do for me? I'm, I'm trying to get you some business here. In yeah, case. yeah. So what, what could you do? Well, it's uh, for one, I mean, uh, the very first thing uh, we, we try to step back, you know, take that 30,000 foot view uh, of your company. Um, we, if we can help you, we will. If we don't think we're the right fit, we, we won't do it um we're uh well whatever to say we're too busy i mean things with covid actually uh things with covid actually slowed down during the summer months which was okay because that's when we went pulling but uh, as soon as fall hit you know things were like you know we can't just sit on our hands um a lot of companies were like you know we've got to figure out how to drive sales we got to figure out how to do something so we uh we finally got a pretty good stranglehold on like google adsense um you know with the banners you see on a lot of websites and stuff like that and yep. uh, we, we've really been trying to ramp up how, how we work with that. The only thing is, is that with Google, YouTube, they keep changing, you know, how people, how people, you know, monetize all those banners or even how people yep. monetize YouTube videos. That changes every day, it seems like. So yep. yeah, there is a lot to keep track of. And that is one thing that my company, you know, we kind of, we try to, we try to clear up some of the cloudiness, some of the clutter and just tell, you, you know, black and white, this is what we can do. This is what, you know. The potential, you know, customers, clients you can get. Um, it's it's a it's a lot of work. Um, there's a lot of guesswork with it, but uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, social media is huge for us. You know, as I say, setting up uh, Facebook accounts, YouTube accounts. You know, it's things that you know anybody can do, but that we try to do them. You know, and only a tenth of the time that you know the normal person, I guess, um, it takes to learn it. And I guess that's kind of kind of our core business. To- well, I think it's, you know, anybody listening to the podcast can realize that, you know, yeah, I need to do it. Do I have time? Do I have the time to learn how to do it? No, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pay somebody who knows how to do it and do it right. Because I've learned a lot of, I'm kind of a self-taught hack. I'm 45 now, Dusty. Yeah. So I'm right on that edge of, I learned, we learned a lot of stuff the hard way. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I've been in, I've been in and out of Facebook jails so many times. I can't even tell all you. Right. So, um, but that's all part of it. And I, do, I have seen the algorithms change crazy yeah um i started beer i started our facebook page beer money pulling team the end of 2012 i was on my way home uh one night after work and that kip moore song came on it says and there's a line in there that says every now and then you're gonna raise a little hell hope we get lucky and stay out of jail and i went home and i started the beer money pulling team that night on facebook and it just took off because of the name and then we just posted everything about pulling and then then facebook went public you know, I think what, three, four years ago now, probably four or five years ago now, actually. And that's when the likes slowed down and, uh, uh, you know, they, they charge for all that stuff. Right. Now. It's still, it's still a great, it's still a great thing. Uh, don't get me wrong, but Instagram and TikTok and you, know, you gotta, you gotta stay on top of it. So if anybody's listening to this, you need social media, but if you're not the person for it, please reach out to, you know, PMS marketing. I just typed it into Facebook right now. I like the page. I just shared it. So it's not, it's not hard to use. Reach out to Dusty, right. you know, trust him. He's a puller. He'll take good care of you. Right. So. Well, and that's, that's the one. And I appreciate that, Jason. I really do. 
And that's where, you know, the, the one thing that does suck about social media now is that, you know, there is so many different platforms. I, well, I mean, it's hard to keep up. You know, it really is. So that's where, you know, we've been telling to say, like, you got a local, you know, construction company or heating and air joint. And they're like, you know, like, we want to be on everything. And I'm like, they, yes, that's fine. But it's like, even I don't have time for that. So it's like, you know, I try to be good at Facebook. I try to be good at Snapchat and Instagram. And, you know, I even try the Twitter thing a little bit. But it's like, I found out that my core people aren't on Twitter very much. So so, nope. so, so you kind of got to target where, where your customers are, too. And, yep. and, and that's where, you know, I just, you know, I try to be good at Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. Those are my top three. And, and that's where I spend, you know, 99% of my time. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it, it, it is really, really tough to, to kind of nail that down. It is, but that's, it's honest to hear. And that same with me. I mean, I dabble in a little bit of other things too, but you know, Facebook is kind of where we made our name with the beer money pulling team. And then Instagram kind of is owned by Facebook. So it follows. <laughs> right. it and that's just how right. it goes. It makes, makes it easy when you can post straight from Instagram to Facebook too. <laughs> yep. I love, I love creator studio. <laughs> oh a yeah. Lot. Uh, a lot. All right, let's talk about your tractor specifically. Can, and then this is the one thing I've been trying to do with every podcast. I get a lot of messages, yeah. you know, to Facebook or text messages. Hey, why didn't you ask them about their tractor and talk about the horsepower and talk about the dimensions? So can you just kind of give me the, if you were announcing a tractor pull and you wanted to explain what a mini rod is, ballpark horsepower, you know, length, tire size, you know, the basic stuff that people want to yeah well uh as far as the mini rod class the mini rod division uh you know a lot of people call them mini modifieds um i prefer to call it you know the mini rods but uh yeah i mean we're we're six feet wide um eight feet long from the center of the rear axle forward um you know it's 2050 pounds is what we got away and that you know that's with the driver you know everybody in it um you know weights oil fuel but it's um as far as you know to say like an open mini rod you call it you know a, a ppl or an ntpa regional grand national tractor um, most of the guys are you know 550 to 570 cubic inch you know all aluminum motor um you know we got a brad at brad anderson block and ken Vini heads which is kind of funny because both those guys you know were were drag racing rivals and friends back in the day and and then yep. we've got a darren meyer um Supercharger on top, a 1471 is what I've got. Um, and then we're limited on overdrive on the uh, on the belts or uh, on, on the pulleys on the belt on the front um, to 45%. So, so you know, uh, yeah, I mean, if you it, it, people kind of ask me, yeah, too, you know, how much horsepower, how much horsepower? And I'm like, well, you know, it really depends on the track, depends on the day, the weather conditions. But conservatively, you could say everybody's cranking out, you know, 2,400 to, to 2,500 horse, you know pretty much every night but if you get if you get a good nice cool night um especially like we had in uh in wheatland missouri at lucas oil speedway with ppl i mean i really uh i really uh i was really able to put some fuel to it and uh crank the crank the mag a little bit uh, you know give it more timing and to say out of a mini rod you know two-wheel drive style motor if you can get three thousand horse uh it'll do it but it won't live very long at that um that that actually might have changed. I mean, I know you talked to Shannon Leisner um, with with Boyd Performance, and uh, th- those guys do a lot of dyno stuff. What they do is pretty cool. But yeah, three thousand horse would be the, be on the very very high end. But I tell everybody twenty five hundred. That pretty much covers it. 
Yep. No, and that's and that's when I when I I don't announce as much as I used to. I don't have yeah. time, but when I would, I I was like a nice horsepower range there. Talk about the rear tires a little bit. Is that the same tire that we see on? The uh, yeah, truck? yeah. The rear tires are pretty much the same. Our tires are actually uh, a little bit lighter. Uh, we we run uh, you know a six ply tire as compared to a ten ply tire that the two wheel drives use. Of course, you know they're twice as long and weigh three times as much as we do. But uh, yeah, the, yeah, the tires. I mean, I get all my stuff from Chad Mayhill. Uh, he he does a pretty good job, you know. Especially you know his name's on the side of the tire. But uh, if you if you look at our class as far as the mini rods go, you'll actually find several different cuts of tires um, that that guys use. I mean, some some guys were actually still run a quarter inch tall cleat. Some guys were running an eighth inch tall cleat. And uh, you know that that's just because depending on our gearing. Um, you know, to say that guys are, you know, in the 100 mile per hour wheel wheel speed range to 125 or even, you know, 150, it kind of depends, you know, kind of depends on the track conditions. But yeah, our tires, uh, the, the most interesting thing, I guess you could say about our class is because we have such a high power to weight ratio is you can actually look at our tires coming off the line and they grow just like a nitro funny car tire. Um and that's actually, you know, we're limited to a 13 inch, inch tall hitch. So it's not very, not very high by any means, but coming off the line with our tires growing, we actually gain hitch. So, so I actually, you know, when I write that down in my, in my data book, I mean, you got to write that down as far as what we, what we did with the hitch. Did we lower it? Did we run it at the full 13, you know, air pressure. And then we actually try to guess, you know, how much the tires actually grew in that too. Because it all it all translates into your final gear ratio. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. So. Good, that's good stuff there. Um, with the mini rod, I when I announce, I always say it's the bull riding of the tractor and truck yeah. world. Uh, we're, I mean, I drove I drove a mini rod once. It was a state level one uh, with Tri County John Strandley and Brian Schwer have chicken on a chain, and then I had my twelve oh six hot mm -hmm. farm back then. And Richland Center, they drove my hot farm. Brian did, and I got to drive the mini rod. Um, I could see, and again, the, I think their tractors are probably making 18, uh, 15, 1500 horseback then, I think, is a, is a good, you know, the smaller blowers than yeah. what you have. Um, but it was awesome. It was awesome, but scary at the same time to be that close to the yeah. ground, <laughs> to have the motor. You're really, literally wrapping your legs around yeah. this motor. And I'm 6'3", so I don't know if I'm meant to be a mini rod puller or not. But <laughs> it was it was a really neat experience. But you could really feel the tractor so much quicker than you could like on, like on a right. big tractor. You know, um, uh, going to the left or going to the right and, you know, tapping brakes. It was a thing. But what's the wildest ride you've ever been on in your tractor and how did it end up? Do you remember where it yeah, was? Yeah, well, it'd be a couple of years ago. We were in uh, Eaton County Fairgrounds in Charlotte, Michigan. And uh, me and the home of Max, Simpson. yeah, 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 Ma yeah, Max was there. Well, me and uh, Jimmy Sheendorf, you know, the rattle head mm -hmm. uh tractor, you know, he, yeah, Max, maxed out, yeah, maxed out. So he, he and I yep. basically, and especially even with our new tractors from uh, from Corporals, we'll have the exact same setup again. I mean, we got the same identical motors, blowers, everything is the same. So, so he and I, I mean, we kind of have our own little rivalry. I mean, we help each other out whenever we can. I mean. We, I, you know, I love him to death, but as soon as we get to the track, you know, like, like, you know, yeah, well, you want to whoop his ass. It's well, okay. Like, you can know, say like, he'll even spot the sled for me. You know, I'll spot the sled for him. You know, I mean, we are as close to teammates as I'll probably get to about anybody. 
but he he actually went out you know uh went out there like 3 30 you know blowed the doors off everybody and you know i told my dad you know, my dad goes with me at every pull and i told him i said i'm gonna nail jimmy i said he went 3 30 and backed out i said we're gonna go 335 340 and back out of it i said we'll show him well <laughs> For whatever reason, uh, you know, we, we stepped over one set of wheel tracks at the line and I grabbed the throttle and it felt like it hooked up. Things was going good because with a mini rod, if you're not full throttle within 10 feet, you're not going to go anywhere. Well, usually, usually we're full <laughs> throttle within five or six feet. Well, for whatever reason, I thought I had a real hot head that night and I grabbed the throttle and we were probably full throttle in three feet. And the tractor reared up, hooked up. I said, oh, things are good. And then all of a sudden, the tractor unhooked, and we were up, down. We were, we were, we were all over the place. And finally, I told myself, I said, how many times can you hit the wheelie bars and not crash? I felt, <laughs> that, I felt that last one, and I said, oh, I'll ease out of it. And, and uh, with the mini rod, things happened just so fast. So I just backed out of it, grabbed a hold of both hands in the steering wheel, and grabbed the brakes. And um, finally put it down to rest. But yeah, we one wheeled twice and jumped off the ground twice. And <laughs> there's actually a sequence of pictures, you know, uh, if you can look through it, that I bounced off the ground twice, where you can see air underneath the all the whole tractor. So, so yeah, we wow. yeah we we did everything but put it on its top at night, which I wouldn't have cared if we would have. I was I was hell bent on that one. But but I, I learned yeah. that right there that you know, just like in a sprint car. That car or the tractor, it doesn't care about you. You know, you have you have to respect nope. the power, and uh, and that that really changed me to where it's like you know sometimes you know you got to ease into it, you got to hold the brakes a little harder, you gotta you gotta try to stay on top of it because the best thing about though the best feeling about a mini rod is that from you know idle to uh, half throttle things are just starting to move, but as soon as you put them butterfly blades flat. You can just feel that motor come alive, and it is. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to to uh, to uh, to relate that to. But yeah, once that motor comes alive and it starts to twist the chassis and make that tractor work, it, it is just. It is so addictive, and that's where I'd hate to have to give this up. But it. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I definitely miss that feeling. No, it's it's a great feeling. I can relate to it too. I can't wait to. Crack my tractor open again uh, in May or June, yeah. whenever it happens. I'm, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I can see why it's addictive as hell. Well, I mean, there's well, no way around the it. The thing is, you got 2,500 horse, you know, literally inches in front of you, and it's just whatever. You can just feel, you know, everything just rattling and shaking. I, I don't know. I would attest it to probably running, yeah, a four or five engine mod. I'll probably never get to run one, but it's uh, yeah, just the feel, you know. Every, your whole entire body shaking and your eyeballs, you know, floating around. It's it's a good time. It is. Um, have you driven any other? Have you driven any other pulling type vehicles, or has it just always been a mini rod? Or what else have you been? Uh, no, no, and and I've done that on purpose only because I don't want to get addicted to anything else. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've gotten close to uh, you know pulling a. Uh, pulling a four-wheel drive truck a two-wheeler but i've just always kind of turned them down today i think i would probably jump at about anything you know if somebody said hey come run my mod like oh hell yeah i'd already be sitting in the seat buckled up but but, but it, uh yeah yeah i did it on purpose because coming from the sprint cars 
I knew that anything else I got in other than a mini ride, I would, it'd kind of be a little bit of a, kind of be a kind of a buzzkill. So, so that's why I went straight to the mini. Cause I was like, you know, that's as close as I'm going to get to a sprint car because the sprint car, I mean, if uh, a lot of old timers told me, uh, you know, a sprint car, that's the most fun they could ever have with your clothes on. So, so that's where, that's where we had to, we had to have a mini ride and, and just stay there. Sprint cars are wild. I mean, that's, uh, it's got those things sliding around like they do yeah. in the power, you know, the shit, those things basically two wheel yeah. as well. So it's crazy. Well, and that's where, well, so. the sprint car, the thing was, is, you know, whether you're flying around a, you know, a half mile dirt track, high bank dirt track, or, you know, a, a quarter mile bull ring at, uh, the, the closing closing rate is just so quick and that's one thing i like about the mini rod is you know near pass and, and you know von bauer they let us get up and go and that, that that makes it pretty appealing you know as a driver as well as a as a fan i think it makes the class pretty exciting when when you know we can get to get the high ground speed you know you're the first person and i don't want to get all sappy but you're the first person to mention that pulling is probably the safest out of all the motorsports and you know i've never thought of it like that i mean you said you lost a couple friends and i'm assuming they were killed yeah. uh, in sprint car accidents um and that sucks and it's terrible but you're right i mean uh from a safety standpoint the sport really has uh done an amazing job of protecting the pullers you know i mean the roll cage is obviously the biggest thing what when did they put roll cages on minis was that before before the big oh, tractors yeah. did, or did it kind of all happen yeah, about the same I time? Think, you I even think know? Rick Peters um, with the Buckeye Special was probably one of the first mini rods, and that had to be back in 88, 89, probably. Uh, and he did it, you know, of okay. course, he did it just because he's no dummy. You know, I mean, you know, well, mini rods back right. then, you know, were probably, what was that, the 1500 or 1700-pound oh. class, you know, and they were making, you know, 1200, yep. 1300 horse or even 1500 horse back then, so... So, yeah, I mean, for a mini ride, I don't know why, you know, even talking to Art Hathaway, you know, him pulling a a uh, state-level mini back in the day, you know, and he didn't have a roll roll cage. I'm like, man, you are, you know, you're just goofy, you know. Like, that's not even, I don't even know how to describe that. So, yeah, yeah, I think the mini rides pretty well had uh, had roll cages uh, to say, um, yeah, probably late 80s. Um, so, this that put them well over 10 years before the big guy. Yeah, it's a, it just makes sense. I mean, I can't – I remember driving my dad's basically hot farm or pro farm without a cage now, and I just think how crazy that is, the feeling. You know what I mean? I get inside the Remedy now and get all buckled up, and it's well, one of the safest places right. I feel. You know what I mean? It's quiet right. and well, just and you and the tractor. The so. cages, too. I mean, uh, it's uh, – to say that they're too safe, you can never be too safe, but it gives you a level of security to where, no. you know, you're not scared of it. And that's – and that and that and that can go right. you know that can go badly too, you know. To where there's a lot of guys you know that stay in yep. the throttle a lot longer than they should, and uh, you know and, and tear their stuff up. But no, yeah, I don't think I would ever run run a mini without without a cage. And and then you wanted to talk about the body, you know, I put on. Um, yeah. Yeah. So did that uh, come no, from well, drag yes, racing? Yes, it's actually a Fiat uh, Topolino body that uh, guys use in the uh, in the altered classes. Uh, guy out of uh a guy out of maryland um he actually built those bodies um class glass performance um he builds a lot of different stuff but yeah he offered to, to build me uh to build me the body for the new tractor scott that's so cool dusty i mean it really sets it apart you know i mean uh I'm, i think 
I don't well, know. It's just so well, cool. Well, way well, to go. I mean, that's one well, way to well, well, differentiate well, yourself. I knew if I was going to build a mini rod, you know, I had to have sponsorship. So I was like, you know, uh, you know, Kester's, you know, I mean, you know, they've got additional body panels, you know, they need yep. that on there, you know, for the, for the different ad space. And then, uh, you know, Scott Rods out of, yep. uh, out of Ohio, he actually offered me up that first body. He's actually right near, right near SCS Gearbox. So we got to talk and he said, hey, yeah, put that body on there, see what it looks like. And I just fell in love with it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's the additional ad space, you know, because a mini rod's not very big to begin with you know, to put stickers on it, you know, no. and I was like, all right, you know, put the body on it more than double the ad space. And then it looks cool. So, and, and honestly, I mean, you want to talk about the history of my mini rod stuff. I never even told my dad that I even bought a mini rod until, until I brought it home. And, uh, he didn't want to look at it. He didn't want to go in the shop. He just thought I was the biggest idiot for ever wanting to do this. You know, because he thought, you know, as soon as I sold the sprint car stuff, like I would just, you know, go fishing. I could clear my head of the race and then, and we didn't, but I put that body on there and he goes, oh, he goes, man, he said, now it's inconvenient to get in and out of and everything else. Well, now my dad likes it because there's, there's so many other guys in the class that kind of grumble because they're like, hey, you know, you got a body on there. That's not a performance upgrade. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, that body weighs eight pounds. It's like that, that weight could be on the nose, but you know, it's what pays the bills is what makes us go down the track. No, I love it. I love it. Uh, what did that blow? Okay. I know there's a video of you. That hood came off. Is that this uh, that year was, or was that, that was 2019? The first, first pull of 2019. And uh, that was Preble, Indiana, that just south of, south of Fort Wayne. Um, okay. And the reason it blew off was we had the tractor all done and everything. And we had, you know, the regular brush burner Zoomy headers on there. And I kept looking at uh, a couple of my funny car buddies. I said, hey, you know, like, I want to try a set of your funny car headers on that tractor. Well, we, we put them on there. And uh, I was like, oh, this is sweet. This is what we got to do. But the regular funny car headers were too wide um, to use on to use on a mini ride, you know, to be under um, six feet. So we went ahead and had a custom set of uh, funny car style headers made. And the way we got them leaned out and set back, you know, according to the rules, um, the body just lays, just laid on the, uh, on the frame rails. Well, first time I cracked the throttle in that video, uh, you know, and actually got the full throttle, the zoomy, the funny car, you know, long tube headers actually sucked the body off of it. Uh, it's because, because there's actually that <laughs> much air, you know, being sucked in from the sides, wow. the bottom and, and, and the funny car guys kind of told me that. They said, hey, you know, like, you know, you're going to, you know, it's only going to sound different. But they said, you know, it's, uh, you know, well, just like the reason why Ken, Ken Vini has his headers, you know, swept forward, you know, like there, there is some thrust, uh, you know, associated with that, you know, moving air. And yeah, yeah. So, so now we had to attach a body in a different way and it never got sucked off air again. I love it. I love it. I love it. Who are some of your, I mean, you mentioned Ken a lot, but who are some of your pulling heroes that maybe you really look, I mean, God, you've seen monster jam, you've seen top fuel, you've seen sprint car, but let's, let's hone in on the pulling. Who are the pulling guys that you looked up to maybe when you're running around with your dad back in the eighties or who you look up uh, to now? Well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, like and, and, you know, no particular order, but you know, Rich and Jordan Lustick, they've always been very, very good to me. I spent uh, spent some time actually out in their shop when they had the uh, reloaded tractor. Uh, yeah, I worked with them just a little bit. You know, yep. Jordan, he still helps me a lot with stuff. 
Um, Jeff DeMars, um, you know, out there in Iowa. Yeah. Storm Lake, yeah, Iowa. He, uh, he's smoking hot he's a, he's a good guy for me to lean on. Um, I mean, you got Brian Diekman, you got Bryce Terry, Brian Connor. Um, there, there's actually I would tractor pulling, you know, as, as to say as big as we are, we're not that big. We're all one big happy family, but uh, everybody's got their little click. Yep. Um, there's really not too many guys uh, in the mini rod class that I associate much with um, to say outside of pulling. Um, there, there is some of us that kind of get together, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, me and Doug Lively, we go back and forth all the time. Uh, there, there's, yeah, exactly. There's, there's <laughs> That's a easy lot to of do. Modified guys, I guess, you know, outside of Ken Vini. You know, you got Leisners and Boyds. Um, those guys are always, you know, more than willing to help Bruce Law. Um, so yeah, yeah, we we kind of get around a little bit. Um, there's some there's some pro stock guys that uh, that talk to all the time, but uh, yeah, as I say, no particular order. Um, it's pretty pretty much, you know, to no, say like fine. we go to Bowling Green. Um, you know, you can holler hop, you can go from holler to holler and holler and everybody knows everybody and everybody's willing to help. That's one thing I do love about pulling. Yep. I agree. It's a, it truly is a family. It truly is a family. What are your summer, what are your, some of your favorite places to pull? And is it because of the track? Is it because of the fans? Is it because of the, just the setup? Like, and the reason I asked this question, Dusty, is because I want promoters to mm-hmm. hear what the pullers are saying. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, again, I'm not looking, you know, you don't have to make your, your absolute one favorite, but give me your top three, four, five. Yeah, well, places you I'll be honest with you. Wheatland, Wheatland uh, Lucas Oil Speedway was a bucket list item for me. Uh, I'd went there back in 2007, yep. 2008 with Jake Zaring um, when I was helping him with his four wheel drive trucks. And I told him, I said, Hey, I'm going to pull here one day. And, Finally, I was able to do that. But uh, the Simon boys there in Farley, um, I cannot go back to that venue. Um, yep. Not just because of the hospitality they had, but that was the absolute best track I've ever been on in my life. And, you know, I've only been pulling a couple of years, but I've been around tractor pulling forever and sprint cars and, you know, dirt tracks, you know, all that. And that was just whatever. That was the, a primo facility. Cannot wait to go back there. Yeah, oh. June 11th to 12th, my uh, man. I've already got the tractor loaded ba- up. You'll be back. Uh, so. But uh, um, <laughs> Bowling enough. Green, I mean, what's not to like about Bowling Green? You just get so many people. So so uh, people are a big thing for us as far as the uh, um, the marketing opportunities, um, you know, the brand awareness, um, you know, the branding we can do there. Goshen, Indiana, um, for one, it's only 25 miles from the house. You know, it's a PPL hook to where you get to see the vast majority of all the classes they offer in one day. And we've been, you know, I've been going to Goshen ever since I was a little kid. But the best thing about there is it's free grandstands and you only got to pay admission just to the fair. So that's pretty cool. Um, is that where they have the big farm stock? Yeah, yeah, like at yeah, six yeah, in the morning? yeah, yeah, yeah. They start pulling like at okay. eight o'clock and yeah, they don't get till midnight, but. Yeah, that that's yeah yeah Goshen. That would definitely be a bucket list uh, um, place for anybody who just loves tractor pulling. Uh, and then right after Goshen, I mean, we love going down to Fort Recovery. Um, just that just they for for me that just has a lot of like nostalgia feel to it. Um, you know, you can just think of everybody that that has pulled at Fort Recovery um, over the years, and and I like going there. But I don't know, my my favorite venue usually is always the next one. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I'm with you there. The next, next event is I'm always my there. next. There is no. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Dusty, man, you've done a lot <laughs> in your short life, and keep it up, man. I love what you're doing for the sport, and um, just keep it up and keep being positive and keep sharing your ideas out there. And I'm amazed. I mean, I had no idea. I knew the sprint car history of you, but I had no idea about the top fuel and the monster jam. I mean, you've seen a little bit of everything. So that's very cool. Very cool. And your dad. Yeah. Your well, well and that's where, you awesome. know, this summer with the whole COVID thing, um, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened. You know, like my family, you know, they go with me to every event. Um, I just, what if we do this as a family, uh, my dad doesn't let anybody on the farm work on the tractor in the shop. It's only just me. You know, I'm the one cutting tires. I'm the one, you know, to say, you know, swapping cylinder heads or whatever the hell we got to do. Nobody else works on the tractor but me. But uh, I was able to fly my family to all the events uh, through the marketing with Cirrus Aircraft. Um, we, we were able to make that happen. So, yeah, if 2021, you know, I mean, we're all trying to stay positive, but yeah, if we all got to fly to all the events, so be it. I mean, I'm I'm all in. My sponsors are all in. And uh, they love tractor pulling. Um, you know, we've got to keep tractor pulling on TV, though, with Matt, you know, RFD. We've got to keep yeah, it do. out there because people say, you know, uh, it, it's hard to go to a lot of events. I mean, there's even some people at home. I mean, with us, with the mini rods, we can go to, you know, 15, 20 events within a three-hour radius. And, you know, a lot of people are just too busy to go. I mean, they're trying to busy, you know, with work, raising families. But they always tell me, hey, I saw you on TV the other night, you know. Or they go on vacation somewhere and they're watching, yep. you know, watching us on TV. So so that's that, – that's... I'm – yeah, like this summer, like so the Duraccio, that big storm that went through Iowa, that came through the Monday before Farley. And luckily it was south of Farley, but I was down helping my dad but I actually tuned into the live stream Friday night in Farley and I watched you guys run down there. So that was cool to you know, to be able to use that through Lucas yeah, Oil. Yeah, we need TV. to keep that up. So. That's gotta be, that's gotta be a mainstay for us yep. because, you know, we're not NASCAR. We're not to say NHRA to where, you know, we just have a organic group of people that can come, you know, to a lot of events and uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just, like you say, we'll stay positive. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep pulling forward and hopefully we make it a good year. Dusty, thank you for your time. Happy New Year! And hey, where you get what's what's the plan? What will be the right now? What's your first hook for twenty? Well, well, uh, what's it look like? The done um, tentatively. We've actually got some trade shows to do with with Phil Wright uh, before that. But uh, no, okay. As long as NTPA has the pull in Chipchuana, um, we were invited to go to that last year, and that event, you know, got got nixed. But Hopefully we get invited to go back there, um, especially since that event's only 20 miles from the house. And, and I'm, I'm excited just to go watch yep. some tractor pulling here in a couple of weeks with, uh, uh, with, with, the, with the Gordy Wana event. So, yeah. Yep. Well, I'll be All there. Right. Yeah. So but, make sure yeah. you walk up yeah, and we're say looking hi. at tentatively so. March or Shipshawana. Otherwise, um, yeah, wherever the first hook can be, um, you know, come May or June, we're there. I'll get you a new uh, remedy hoodie. I'm getting some new ones made. So all right, well, I'll get you. We'll I'll get you looking good. I'll have to give you a fill right bacon, but hoodie. I like it. I'm a I'm a two X. I mean, extra large. I could probably squeeze in uh, two, but well, I just feel well, like I look a, a little better. You have to lose some weight so. inside of mini, Rob. 
that's a problem. So I'm just going to stick with Keith Tractor. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Dusty. Right, well, this thank has been Jason great, but I appreciate it. You too. Have, have a good night. Hey, Jason here again. I just want to thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Grow Pulling. Uh, working hard to try to put up a daily podcast for your listening pleasure and trying to cover the sport from all angles, from garden tractor pulling clubs to the highest level of pulling, uh, promoters, sponsors, anybody that helps our sport grow. And uh, with that nice segue, I want to thank the great sponsors of the Beer Money Pulling Team and my tractor, The Remedy. Excited for 2021 with our new title sponsor, uh, Extreme Performance, entire cutting out of uh, Rock Valley, Iowa, Taylor Van Beek. He is going to be uh, our official tire and rim. We are running our new Kaiser wheels on there as well. And he's a puller, and he's going to help me get the power to the ground, and he can do the same thing from you. Whether you have an antique, all the way up to a mod, and you're running 30.5s, he can find you the tires, and he can get them cut, and uh, he knows what he's doing. So give him a call at 712-470-1900, or check him out on the Facebook at Extreme Performance and Tire. He also has a website as well. Um, the official air and fuel of the Beer Money Pulling Team is Hearts Diesel out of Fayette, Missouri. They've been with me since day one, and they're awesome. They they stand behind their products, and they care. And uh, they have, you know, they have a pull-in tractor as well. They're getting into drag racing. And all that technology is going to help both uh, the diesel world and the gas world that they're helping with. We all know data drives decisions, whether it's in your daily business or with your hobby, your truck and tractor. Uh, and I'm excited to run a course of data logger on the Remedy Get a hold of Cody McKinley. Whether you want uh, a Cadillac of a data acquisition or a Chevy Cavalier, he can help you with all of that. So be sure to reach out to him. Another great sponsor, Tractor Zoom. Uh, Big Ryan is a great friend of mine and and helps me with all of our social media. Takes pictures, and Tractor Zoom is creating iron comps. At the end of the day, they're going to make sure that you don't overpay for your next used uh, combine tractor whatever in the farming world so check them out and then just give them a call anytime as well our lubrication specialist shapers oils out of st louis missouri we've all heard of shapers they're a big sponsor of the outlaw truck and tractor pulling association as well and many many pullers run their products and have for years with very very uh, successful results mach one site development is also one of our title sponsors out of georgia um, Robert Peters is a mini rod puller and he loves the sport of pulling and he loves the beer money pulling team and he helps me out a lot. And I can't thank Robert enough for his friendship and support for all of you that do follow the beer money pulling team. And you want a hat or a t-shirt or a hoodie or a koozie or a puzzle or whatever. Our website is beermoneygear.com. Go to the website, place your order. And we ship out a couple times a week. We'll get that to you. And then last but not least, my real job is mortgages. So if any of you have a friend, a family member, a coworker, or yourself that just has a question about a mortgage or a refinance or credit scores or whatever. I'm able to handle all the different loan programs for VA, from veterans. I'm a veteran, FHA, USGA, conventional loans, investment properties. Give me a call, 608-604-5068. And continue to like, comment, share everything you see on social media about the sport of truck and tractor pulling. And let's grow pulling. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening.